0: You are listening to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number forty six. Hey, everyone, welcome to the podcast. It's getting cold here in Michigan. I'm not really loving it. Uh, We had kind of a nice day today, so I was outside kind of working around the yard, but it's still cold and kind of dreary in Michigan. So hopefully you're listening to this somewhere warm and sunny. And even if you're not, we can all think sunny thoughts, right? And even if we're in a dreary place, we can work on our minds to feel better. And that's what I want to talk about today. It's how to feel better. How can we get from a place of not feeling so great, we're kind of in the doldrums, and get ourselves back into a more productive, more upbeat headspace. So that is what I want to talk about today. So when we talk about feeling better, I think we all think of happiness. And what exactly is it to be happy? And I think that we would all want to be happy most of the time if we could. Because happiness is an emotion, we create that with our thoughts. We've talked about this on the podcast before, how creating emotions in our body is determined on what we're thinking. And in our culture, we're always taught that having that next thing, having that external thing is what is going to make us happy. So um, if you're thinking about getting the latest iPhone, if you're thinking about buying a new car, all these things that are outside of us These material things are what we think is going to make us happy. And in some instances it does, but it's usually temporary because it's really what we're thinking about that new iPhone that makes it exciting and makes us feel happy. Same thing with a new car. I know I used this example before, I think, but when you buy a new car, you're so excited. You're like, ooh, it's all shiny and perfect and clean. And and then after you drive it for a year or two and it's got a few dings, it's got dust in it, my car always has dog hair in it, and you start looking around this brand new car and you're like, oh, uh, I don't like this so much anymore. I'm not as happy as I was when I first bought it. And it's because I'm thinking of it As an older, dirtier car. Oh, I think my dogs are running around here. So hopefully they're not making too much noise. But if you hear dogs in the background, it's just Trent and Parker playing. So all of the things, all of the emotions, including happiness, are things that we create with our brain. And I think once you realize that, it's so much easier to work towards happiness. Now, in our job, we deal with a lot of stress. And stress is our body's response to mental or emotional pressure. That's the definition of it. And it's the perception that the demands that are put upon us and our abilities are out of balance. So when you're doing something, let's say you're having a really busy day at the veterinary hospital and everybody's descending on you and asking you questions, you start to feel stress and your body will start to feel it. And in my body, it feels kind of frantic and tight and kind of all up around my shoulders and my head. And when I start feeling that body response, I know that I'm stressed. And then I know that that is my perception that too many demands are being put on me. And my brain is starting to go into overload because I don't feel like I have the ability to deal with all these demands. So all the questions that my technicians are asking me or all the clients that are coming in or all the people that want drug approvals and I'm juggling all of that, that's my brain perceiving that it's in overload and that's when I start to feel stress. So if you can sit down and try to figure out how your body responds to stress. What does stress feel like in your body? And then think about it as this mental pressure that you're putting on yourself because you perceive that your demands are higher than what your abilities are. And when you start to logically think about stress that way, it will oftentimes help you get out of it when you're in it. If I start to feel tight and uptight when I'm at work because all these people are descending on me and asking me questions, and I I can acknowledge that my body is starting to feel stress, and my brain can think about that, a lot of times I can pull myself back from it because I can say, oh, okay, this is what stress feels like, and that is just you thinking, That you're overwhelmed, that there's too many demands on your abilities. When you start to think that the demands that are being put upon you are greater than what your abilities are in that moment, a lot of times you can just stop yourself from going down that stress road. You can stop and say, okay there's too many things being asked of me right now. I need to set a boundary and take a break. Even if it's just a minute break for you to stop everybody from asking you questions, walk away, take a deep breath, get a drink of water, get your head back on straight, then you can come back with less stress and you should feel less stress in your body. You may have to go into your office and do some deep breathing. You may have to do something like that in order to lessen the stress that you're feeling in your body. The next thing that we hear about a lot in our profession is burnout. And I put that into this podcast because I just want to explain to you a little bit about what burnout is. Because we throw that word around a lot. It is really defined as the state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. So basically all burnout is, is this prolonged This prolonged period of being out of balance with your demands and your abilities. This prolonged stress. And so when this starts to occur, when this chronic stress starts to occur, then you start to feel overwhelmed, you get emotionally drained, you start to say that burnout word because you start to feel helpless cynical, resentful, and that is just chronic stress because your brain's telling you that you're unappreciated, that you're incompetent, possibly that you're unqualified. When your brain starts telling you all these things over and over and over again, that's when burnout starts to occur. So we've talked before about that little part of your brain called the amygdala that is kind of that fight or flight reptilian brain that causes you to wanna run, causes you to go to anger, causes negative thoughts and feelings before you get control over it. And I like to call that my chihuahua brain because that's how I picture it, is this little scared, freaked out chihuahua biting and screaming and carrying on like they do. But to know that it's there and that it's identifying threats thousands and thousands and thousands of times a day, and that it's causing you to want to react, acknowledging that it's there is going to be the first step in you being able to overcome that amygdala, get control of it, and then in turn control that chronic stress that you're feeling every day. And don't forget too that this is the part of your brain that also holds on to emotional memories. So if you're having a lot of stress around, let's say a case that you have to do because you've had a bad experience in the past, let's say it like foreign bodies, let's say you had a bad experience with a foreign body, and every time a dog comes in with a possible foreign body, you start to get uptight, you start to get stressed, Remember that little amygdala part of your brain is remembering back to the time that you had a bad foreign body surgery or you had a bad foreign body experience and it's hanging on to that emotion that you had before and it's throwing that emotion out. Now, because you have a higher brain, you don't have to take on what that lower brain is giving you. You don't have to accept it. But what you do have to do is realize that it's there and that it's coming up for you. I am so sorry if you're hearing a lot of running and clicking of nails and things like that. My dogs are just out of control right now. So I think they're starting to settle down. So hopefully you won't hear any more doggy noises. Right, boys? All right. So so everything that you want in your life is because of how you think it's going to make you feel when you get it. And I just love that concept. And it's so true. When we think about things that we want, there's always this feeling attached to it. If you want a million dollars, you think when you get a million dollars, you're going to feel amazing. It's going to be the best feeling ever. And on some level, it is. However, a lot of people that are millionaires, their life doesn't change significantly as far as their happiness goes. We always have the good and the bad in life. And so, if you're thinking that getting a million dollars is going to solve all your problems, it isn't. It might solve a few of them. You might be able to pay off a few bills or your student loans, but then you're also going to have other issues as well. Realizing that wanting something is you chasing a feeling is really important because if you can realize that, then you can also realize that you can decide to be happy without that thing. You can decide to feel an emotion without getting that thing. And so that goes for avoidance too. If you think that something's going to make you feel bad, then you're not going to want it and you're going to avoid it. The most difficult part of this whole feeling better by using your own brain concept is that you are in charge of creating your feelings and all of your feelings are created internally. And when I first started learning this concept, I was really blown away by it because you don't get taught this when you're in school. People don't tell you that you can decide how you want to feel. We always want to be the victim of our circumstance. It's just not true. So when you start to embrace this concept, that your feelings are created internally and that your feelings all come from your thoughts, it will really blow your mind because the way you feel is always a result of what you're thinking. And then the beauty of this is if you can work on better thoughts or different thoughts about any circumstance, you can feel better about it. And we don't want to face this. We don't want to Acknowledge that we're the one in charge of how we're feeling. When Bridget and I did the podcast on emotional childhood and emotional adulthood, which I think was last week's podcast, we talked about how taking responsibility for your own thoughts and feelings is really difficult. And we want to stay in that place of emotional childhood. We want to indulge in the negativity and... And we want to indulge in thinking that other people are hurting us in some way, but it really is us. So once you figure out that what you're thinking is causing what you're feeling, then you can look at those feelings as creating what you're going to do and what your actions will be. Because we always act from our feelings. So if you're feeling negatively and you're feeling stressed like we talked about when you're at work, you're going to change your actions. If I'm in a really calm, controlled, powerful headspace and I'm at work, I'm going to act in a whole different way than if I'm feeling really tense and stressed out and I'm feeling overwhelmed with the amount of things that I'm being asked to do. I'm going to show up totally different. And so if I can realize that, if I can take control of those feelings by changing some of my thoughts, then I'm going to show up as a better person. I'm going to take better actions. And then those actions are going to get me the results that I either want or I don't want. So when you take an action, it's going to determine what the outcome is. And if you're taking actions from a place of stress and overwhelm and burnout, then your results are going to be negative. You're going to take negative actions. You might snap at somebody. You might swear at somebody. You might make a bad decision. You might make a bad choice. That's because you're feeling that feeling of stress and burnout is creating the actions that you're taking. And isn't that an interesting concept? Isn't it interesting, but also something that you want to deny, something that you want to run from? Because who wants to be totally in charge of their life? And when you come to the realization that you are, you're totally in charge of everything that you want to think and say and do, it's powerful. So in order to change And in order to become happy and feel better, you have to be willing to stretch out of your comfort zone. We all have this little area in our life where we feel comfortable. It's not scary. We know what's going to happen. We're familiar with it. We have this comfort zone. And until we're willing to stretch out of our comfort zone and get a little bit uncomfortable on purpose we're not going to be learning. We're not going to be growing. In order to start feeling better, you've got to be willing to get a little bit uncomfortable. And that's not always fun. That's something that we don't like to face. Then that chihuahua starts saying, go back in your cave. You're in danger zone. It'll start telling you all these things that you really don't want to hear. So be aware that when you start to stretch out of that comfort zone that you're used to, that you're going to start to feel some negativity. You're going to start to have some thoughts that are scary. You're going to start to have some thoughts that your chihuahua brain wants you to stay in that comfort zone. It's going to try to push you back. And so you've got to stretch. You've got to push. And you've got to be okay with feeling a little bit of negativity to teach your brain how to think better, and therefore how to feel better. Crazy, right? It's amazing. So think about it as you have a certain amount of things or a capacity, the maximum amount of things that your brain thinks you can handle. And so that's that very, very edge of that comfort zone. And then you have responsibilities, And responsibilities are the number or the amount of duties that you have on your plate. And so as those responsibilities get more and more and more, they start to push up against that capacity, that maximum amount that your comfort zone or your brain thinks you can handle. And when you start to get the responsibilities and the capacities out of balance or upside down, that's when you start to feel that stress. So acknowledging that you have a capacity, that you have a comfort zone, and really learning what that is is very important because when you start to feel a little bit uncomfortable because you're trying to grow, then you'll be on to yourself. You'll be like, oh, I know why I'm feeling uncomfortable. I know why I'm feeling stress. I'm starting to push against my capacity And I'm starting to push out of my comfort zone. But it's so important to do that in order to start feeling better and start creating more things in your life. Now there are times in your life that you're going to have to work much, much harder in order to reap later benefits or future benefits. So it really takes a mature person to know that there are going to be times when you're going to have to work really, really hard in order to store up for the future. It's kind of like a squirrel, you know, he's got to run around and get all his food buried before winter comes because he knows that he's going to reap the benefits later. And that's something that you have to do as a mature person. You have to realize that. So if you're having a time in your life, like you have little kids, like when I talked to the doctors a a couple weeks ago about having babies, and everything changes, and it's harder, and there's a lot going on, if you can realize that that time in your life is going to be more full, you're going to have more responsibilities, and you're going to have to stretch your capacity in order to make room for those extra responsibilities because you're going to reap the benefits later. And that's just being a mature human, a mature adult, is realizing that there are going to be times when you have to work harder And there are going to be times when it's going to be a little bit easier. And if you're having a lot of trouble with that capacity-responsibility balance, then that's when you start to work on creating boundaries around your time and around your energy. And like I said before, you might have to take a break. You might have to say no, which isn't always easy, especially when you're in the middle of a busy workday, to tell people no. But I've actually done it when, I've start, when I'm starting to feel super stressed and super overwhelmed and I know I'm going into a place where my brain isn't going to be working exactly the way I want it to, or I feel like I might make a poor decision because of the stress that I'm feeling, in order to pull myself back, I have to stop everyone and just say, can you give me five minutes? I just need five minutes. Come back to me later and then create that boundary so you can get back in a better headspace so when you go to make those decisions, you're in a better area and you're more clear. So let's work an example of this. How we can change our thoughts about something to create better feelings about it. So my example is gonna be an angry client. Let's say you have a client come in and they're upset about something. And let's see if I can think of one that I've had lately. How about a money situation? Because we see those all the time. You have a client come in, they signed a treatment plan for $300 and they go home to their spouse and their spouse gets angry about the $300. So then they come into the office and they're angry about their bill. So my normal emotion when dealing with an angry individual would be negative, right? I might get stressed out. I might feel like, oh, they're going to yell at me. I'm worried about it. I don't want to face them. I might have all these thoughts about what's going to happen in this confrontation. And you know that I enjoy confrontation, so maybe this isn't the best example for me, but I want to use it for all of us so we can learn how to deal better with these feelings. So this client comes in. They're upset. My thoughts are, oh my gosh, they're going to yell at me. They're gonna be angry, I'm not gonna be able to handle it, I'm having all these negative thoughts. So these negative thoughts create stress and anxiety in my body before I've even talked to this client, which is kind of ridiculous because I don't know what's gonna happen. I haven't been there yet. So how do I change my thoughts to create a better feeling about this situation? Because that's what we're talking about, right? How do we feel better? So in my mind, what I would do in this situation is I would stop my chihuahua brain from saying, oh my gosh, these people are stupid. I'm not going to be able to fight with them. They're going to be angry. What What do you mean they didn't want to pay their bill? All these negative things that my chihuahua is throwing at me. What I can do is is say, wait a minute, chihuahua, stop it. I'm going to decide to think differently. And so the that I'm going to choose about this person that's angry about their money is perhaps they don't understand how we charge. Perhaps the spouse just got angry about it. And this spouse is angry now because they had to face their spouse. So they're going to take it out on me. Perhaps I can explain to them exactly what our charges are. Maybe I can win them over if I'm kind and I just listen to them. Maybe they're just frustrated. Maybe they're sad because their pet is ill. What kind of thoughts can I have that are going to give me better feelings? And if I can think things like maybe they're just upset because their pet is ill and not necessarily because of the money, then I can go into that room with empathy and understanding. And if I have those as my feelings, I'm going to show up in such a better way for those clients than if I go in there feeling defensive and upset and angry. Let's take another example that's a little bit different. Let's say you have to deal with an employee. If you're a manager or you're a hospital owner, there are oftentimes things that you have to deal with with employees and it is always pleasant. So let's say one of your employees is coming in late a lot and because they're Breaking the policy manual and they're not getting to work on time, you have to talk to them. Now, the first thing your brain's gonna want to do is get all uptight and worried about how this encounter is gonna go. And what if this person doesn't listen to me? What if they get upset? What if they cry? This is gonna be a really ugly encounter. That's what your brain's gonna tell you at the beginning. And so you're gonna feel stressed out, you're gonna feel anxious, you're gonna wonder what to say. What exactly are you going to do? So let's say Sally's coming in late every day. I have to go talk to her about it. And my thoughts are, she's going to cry. It's going to be ugly. It's going to go negative. Maybe she'll quit. How am I going to get this across to her without hurting her feelings? All these negative thoughts I'm having. I'm going to show up with anxiety. I'm going to show up not confident in my abilities. I'm going to walk in there and not be my best self. Now, if I want to feel better about this encounter, I'm going to have to think things like, I'm going to do Sally a favor because she is working on losing her job by her actions. So if I can teach her that her actions are negatively impacting her and the rest of the team, and I can impart that wisdom to her, and I can do it in a kind way, and I can outline the exact behavior that I want her to change, and I can teach her how to do better at getting to work on time, then I'm going to feel much more confident. I'm going to feel much calmer because I'm not afraid of tears. I'm not afraid of her getting upset because I'm going to approach it in a very positive manner. I'm going to just explain to her what the problem is, that it's affecting the team, that it's something that I really don't want her to do because I really don't want her to lose her job because I really do like her and I think she's excellent at what she does, I'm showing up in a much, much better way. And it's just by the way I'm thinking about it. It's really powerful. So do this exercise. The next time something comes up for you and your chihuahua brain is just yakking at you and giving you all these negative thoughts and negative feelings... Do this exercise. First, look at those thoughts. Understand them. If you have to write them down, write them down. And look at how negative they are. And what kind of feeling is that creating for you? And so if you're having a negative feeling or a negative emotion about whatever it is you're facing, it's because of these negative thoughts. And be clear about what it is that you would rather feel. So if you can pick a different emotion, how do I want to show up? How do I want to feel in this circumstance? Then go back and say to yourself, what thoughts can I have that are going to create this better feeling that I want? And if I can create this better feeling, how am I likely to show up? How are my actions going to change? And is that what I want? What is the outcome that I want? from this whole situation. So in my example with Sally, I want her to go out of this meeting feeling really good about what we talked about. Now maybe she won't, and maybe she'll be a little bit upset, but if I approach it in the right way, it's going to go way better for me, and it's also going to go way better for her, because I'm going to create positive emotion around it. So remember that you're always going to have that chihuahua brain. You're always going to have negative thoughts, which will then create some negative feelings for you. And if you have to back into that chihuahua brain by thinking about the way you're feeling and really sitting there and feeling it until you understand where it's coming from and then back into the thoughts that you want to change, it's going to help you create those better feelings and create your way to more happiness. So remember that that chihuahua brain's always there. It's always gonna be working. You have to own it. Remember that you're a human being and that this is gonna be a daily exercise. This is not something that you can just fix one day and feel better for the rest of your life. This is gonna be an ongoing thing because every day we're gonna have circumstances that we're gonna wanna feel negative about. And we're going to think that the circumstance is causing the negativity, but it's really not. It's that brain of yours. And that it's not an easy exercise to control your mind. But the beauty of it is that it's possible. When you're struggling with feeling better, make sure you reach out for help. Make sure you ask for someone to coach you. Make sure you talk to someone, a friend or a family member. Reach out to someone to get therapy if you're really struggling with a lot of negative thoughts and feelings and emotions and you're really having a hard time controlling that part of your brain. Understand that that's okay, that we're all human and we all need help. So identify something that you want to change in your life. Think about your feelings about that thing and what thoughts are getting in your way. What thoughts do you want to change and how can you be clear about that in your life? And the simple way to think about this is if you want to feel better, you have to think better. Now, I love this quote from Jordan Peterson. It's from his book, 12 Rules for Life. And it says, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. And that's really important for us to realize that we're all on this journey to self-improvement. We're all on this journey to feeling better about our lives, and we're all going to have bad days and good days. So I hope some of these things we've talked about today will help you to feel better, even in just a small way. Practice this today after you listen to this podcast. Think about something that's causing you negative emotion and realize which thoughts are creating the bad feelings for you. And then pick a feeling that you would rather have and what thoughts could you think in order to get closer to that feeling. It's a great exercise. I try to do it every day. And each day, you'll feel a tiny bit better. And that's what we all want, right? So thank you so much for listening to me today. I really appreciate it. I always love our time together. If you have any suggestions for me, or you want me to talk about something on the podcast that I haven't talked about before, or that I have, and you want me to go into more detail or do another podcast on it, please send me an email, jacapel, dvm at gmail.com. You can also leave comments under the podcast, or you can go to my Facebook page, The Veterinary Life with Dr. Julie Capelle where I post my blogs every week, and leave me a comment there. I'd love for you to join me in that group, and I'd love to hear from you. And if you like what you're hearing on the podcast, And you could go to iTunes and leave me a five-star review with some comments. I'd really appreciate that. That helps me to get the podcast out to more people. It helps us get higher on the search engines and things like that, I think. (laughs) I hope you go out there and apply some of these concepts and feel better. Have a great week, everyone. Talk to you next week. Bye.